Perfect. Hi, welcome to Life Expressions. We're live today with my guest, Robert James. I am Chari Hinete Elon. Discrimination is defined as the unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people or things, especially on the grounds of race, age, or sex. Knowing that many of us Filipinos silently suffer from discrimination, it would be good to know how to deal with it, overcome it, and finally, conquer it. I'm Chari Hinata Elon, and I'm very happy that my guest today is very much willing to share his experience on how he has overcome discrimination in the countries where he has been. Robert James was an active kid, always joining, singing, and dancing performances in grade school at LCC Bacolod. In high school, he transferred to USLSIS and pretty much did the same thing, cheerleading, joining the choir, chorale, and glee club. Watching Glee and being in the high school Glee club inspired his dream of moving to New York City. He also had a newfound love for theater. In his senior year, he and his group mates won best theater play for the whole batch in their Filipino subject and were exempted from their final exams. Robert James was the director and one of the main characters of the play. At university, RJ enrolled in the accountancy program in USLS McCollard and found himself unhappy with the course. It just wasn't his calling because his friends were in the mass communications program and he had some interest in it. He shifted to Liacom, majoring in AB communications and BS in marketing management. He fell in love with the course, but a lot of his insecurities held him back from performing to the best of his ability. Robert won in several journalism awards in the region, a talent he didn't know he had. He was also working at SKT Jiddle Productions as a photographer to provide some financial support to his family. He didn't finish his marketing management degree due to a massive heartbreak and decided to start traveling to heal. He represented the Philippines in the Global Startup Youth in Malaysia. He was also a participant in Beyond ASEAN and the first ever Visayan Sea Camp. In the summer of 2015, Robert went to Beijing, China for a language summer camp. Then he met, or there, he met people around the globe, some of which are still in touch with him. In September 2015, four days after his 21st birthday, RJ decided to move to New York on a whim. His mom couldn't give him anything but $100. So that's all he had. He was staying with one of his mom's friends from the Philippines. Robert worked many odd jobs, a prep cook, barista, gym scheduler for the rich people in Manhattan, and an ice cream scooper. He met his ex-partner a month after he moved to NYC. They moved in together and that's when the abuse started. Robert didn't know where to go and also didn't want to rely on being dependent on his family in Miami because the whole goal was to live independently and support his family in NYC. He got out of the abusive relationship a year and a half later and started to live with his now best friend who offered it. If no one offered, he would have gone home. Robert has been in one musical, one theater play, and a concert in NYC. That's when he started to start believing in himself. A big tech company rejected him because his education was from the Philippines, and yet again, he lost his confidence. 
but now he is working in Microsoft. I must say one of the biggest technology companies in the world, if not the biggest. Though it took him a while to get there, it's all worth it and he's really liking the job so far. In 2018, Robert went on his first Euro trip to visit his sister who lives in Frankfurt, Germany. On his last stop, Italy, he met his now partner for three years. They're now set to get married next year, so his partner can move to the US as he became a citizen in January of 2021. He always misses his family and tries to come back as much as he can. Without further ado, my guest today is my former student at the University of St. LaSalle, Robert, and I must say I'm very proud of him and I'm happy to have him here on Life Expressions. Hi, Robert. Hi, Miss Cherry. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad that you could spend time with me in Life Expressions. How are you? I'm doing amazing. It's my second week um, at Microsoft, and it's just been, you know, like crazy that this is all happening. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. How are you? <laughs> I am good, but let's talk about you. Big, big congratulations. You're living your dream in New York. Tell us your story. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to trace it all the way back to my childhood, right? I mean, most of it you already said, but uh, I, I still kind of like want to touch on those things. Um, so I was born and raised in Bacolod City, you know, like uh, in a middle class family. Um, I was very active as a kid and was really, really drawn into the arts. Um, I started singing when I was five. Um, and a fun fact, the first song I ever sang was actually uh, Celine Dion's um, My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> um, and that, so right around the time when Titanic came out, right? Um, I remember my mom like always playing pop divas albums like Britney, Mariah, uh, Celine Dion, even ABBA, you know, to wake us up for school. Um, and so I think, you know, like just hearing that every morning kind of like, you know, like wanted, like made, made me want to like sing. Um, so I started dancing, acting and public speaking um, in elementary school at LCC. Um, and then in high school, that's where I would say I had so much opportunities to really explore my artistry. So thanks to LaSalle. Um, and yeah, like I started watching Glee, an American musical comedy drama TV series, which ran for six seasons from 2009 to 2015. Um, and I found myself really, you know, relating to the main character, uh, Rachel Berry, played by Leah Michelle. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like her at all, perhaps because uh, she was a mix of um, overconfident, insecure, and didn't really approach uh, social situations in the best way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I saw through all of that because really she was just a girl with a goal to make it on Broadway. Um, spoiler alert, she did make it in the last season. And I was just like, one day I will move to New York and do the exact same thing she did, you know? Um, I'm also a huge fan of Leah Salonga. Uh, she brought so much pride to our country and I definitely want to emulate her success. Um, but then, you know, like university life came and I was just like confused and like overwhelmed, insecure. I, I don't even know what was happening with me. And um, all of those things like really kind of hindered me from like creating like a lot of like meaningful connections so that would be one of like you know the biggest disappointments in my life for sure um so yeah that's kind of like a little bit about you know my story you still and want to go to broadway absolutely yes <laughs> i mean for sure i mean covid is just kind of like you know 
it, it put a halt to like a lot of things. And um, I came to the decision of like, you know, I like my partner is in Europe and um, I want to build on this and, you know, like have a stable life together until I get back into it. So I'm in the background, like right now I'm just doing um, a lot of like, you know, voice lessons, some maybe some acting or like songwriting. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is only your mind that can limit you. So I'm pretty sure you will get there. For sure. <laughs> and Microsoft is just your day job. <laughs> yeah, just my day job for sure. Uh, but it, it feels great to like, you know, have like an awesome day job, but like also at the same time, you know, um, have like a, a passion for yeah. singing and like dancing but and acting. So. Being a social, ma social media manager for Microsoft, especially the brand, uh, Minecraft is already a huge thing, right? But yes. let us go back a bit. Tell us about your first few months when you moved into NYC. How is it like you were a Pinoy, like you were just very young and then you went to pursue your dream? Were you shocked? Oh, wow. Yeah, I was definitely shocked. Um, I started working like two weeks after I moved here, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't even know why, like, there was like, you know, like, kumbaga, like, you, the, the honeymoon phase yeah. uh, that was just, just lasted for two weeks. And I was like, you know, grinding already and just like hustling and pushing people on the subway, you know, um, it, it, it was hard for me. I, I think I was more like excited over, you know, like having, you know, dwelling on the difficulties I had. Um but yeah, like I was living with my mom's best friend um, and I would say like it wasn't even it wasn't like a great setup because I, I, I haven't seen them in forever. Like the last time I saw them like was when I was a kid. Um, so it was like kind of awkward. And, you know, like here in New York, like it's either you live with family or you live with your partner. So a month later, I did uh, meet my uh, ex partner and yeah like he was so good in the beginning like yeah. he was so perfect and it was just like magical you know mm -hmm. um and then we moved in together and that's just like when everything started mm -hmm. um and yeah like definitely felt abused like emotionally yeah. um financially as well uh, I couldn't even send money to my family in the Philippines because he was like, oh, don't spend money on that, but let's spend $50 a night on like a Grubhub dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's just like, I, I, I look back and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, it happened, but I'm not ashamed of what happened because that's my journey. Yeah. Um, so yeah like that's when things like kind of like like really hit me and it, it just became so difficult you know um, because I didn't have anyone I didn't want to go to Florida because you know like my family's there but I also didn't grow up with them you know they all grew up there <laughs> um, yeah so I did I felt like I had no one to turn to um and definitely like lost all my confidence I stopped taking care of myself I gained a lot of weight I stopped singing um and and just like one little thing like you know we would drive from Massachusetts where his family's house is um and that's like a four-hour drive right and yeah like I would just like be singing in the car and he would just like tell me to shut up you Ooh. know like things like that it's just like breaking your confidence you know so um yeah so it, it, it was difficult for me, like really a tough 
pill to swallow. I didn't want to go home to the Philippines um, at that point because I, I I was so new here, you know, um, and I still had a dream, like I still have my dream, you know, um, and I didn't want to give up. And then I met my now best friend. Um, she's actually here listening. Um, but yeah, uh, she offered me to stay at her place. Uh, she's a single mom. She has three kids. I was actually babysitting her baby, um, who is now five years old. So, you know, it's just uh, like, I, I think like everything just fell into its place, rightful place. Yeah. What was a typical day for you? Mm, typical day. I mean, I would wake up, go to work, um, you know, like in my 30 minute break, I would just like get, you know, like really cheap food from like the carts, you know, just so I could like save my money. And I wasn't earning um, so much at that time. Um, and yeah, like that, it, it was just like a routine for me, you know, and I was like, I would go home to my ex-partner and he would, you know, he would just ask me to like, smoke some weed with him and then go to bed yeah and uh yeah like stay up until three in the morning mm -hmm. and then just I don't know <laughs> it, it was just crazy because he also didn't understand the time zone difference yeah. you know the time difference that we have between the Philippines it's like 12 hours so mm -hmm. at 9 p.m or 10 p.m he would already you know sometimes already be in bed and I would um you know like text my mom so as soon yeah. as he um sees my phone light up he would just like grab the pillow and just like throw it on the beanbag and just yeah. tell me like you know just just sleep over there if you want to talk to your family so um yeah that was like a typical day for me for sure <laughs> when did it all stop and when did you decide this has to stop oh I mean you know the thing is like it didn't hurt as much as like the heartbreak that I had in college mm -hmm. um only because it was gradual you know it wasn't like all of a sudden yeah um so I, I was like getting to a point where I had my first um, like corporate job um, and I had like enough money um, and, you know, like I was like my friend like offered me to stay and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a good place to like move out and just, you know, officially break up because we'd broken up like so many times at that point. I was just like getting tired of it and I can't just be, you know, like, in his hands you know like controlling me so yeah how did you get your good corporate job oh okay well I did some influencer stuff before like I was an influencer that's why like I have like a like a like a following on Instagram or whatever um but uh yeah like that was it like I was an influencer and you know I studied like advertising and marketing and like of course like communications and um, those were the, the requirements for the role, the first social media job I had. Yeah. Um, yeah. How was it? <laughs> oh, it, it was really nice actually. But at the same time, like my boss was, uh, she wasn't like the best, I would say. Um, she like kind of used me for her like own personal gains, mm -hmm. um, like having me like take pictures of her because I'm a photographer and she would post it on social without any credit. And, you know, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. And um, she actually fired me for like underperforming. And I was like really confused because I was like holding the team together. Yeah. So that's when I went home to the Philippines the first time. That was like two and a half years at that point. Yeah. yeah. And then what happened next? 
Ooh. Well, I was in the Philippines for like six months. Um, I was doing a lot of like freelance work. Um, and of course, like I was so happy. Like I saw my mom at the airport and I felt like I was healed because, you know, like I carried a lot of burden like in my heart and I saw her and I was just like immediately like it all went away. And we just had a great time in the Philippines. Um, I spent Christmas there with them. Um, and then, yeah, I returned to New York like after six uh, well, like, like two months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was basically just like doing freelance still and pretty much jobless. My best friend, like, like told me just, you don't have to pay rent. Um, like, I'm going to feed you, like, I'm here for you. Um, so, you know, like having like a support system like that is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, the kindness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's <laughs> thanks to her that uh, she has helped you and helped you put your feet back together again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. At this point, like, you know, at that point, like we were already family, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I, I saw her family in the Philippines and like they came here too. So it's it's really like we're, we're a family no matter what. Yes. So she's a Filipina as well. Yes, she's from Iloilo, so she speaks Ilongo also. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Tell us about the discrimination that you have experienced there, RJ. Okay, so, um, you know, like I applied for like one of the big, uh, the biggest tech companies um, and, you know, the recruiter reached out to me and yeah, she was like, he was like, mm, well, I see in your like on your resume that your education is from the Philippines. And unfortunately, we have standards um, that we have to adhere to. And I, I was like, I didn't take I, I was like, of course, I felt discriminated for sure. Like more like, uh, you know, like, OK, your origins are from this country there and it's a third world country and you can't, you know, um, you're not enough for us and that really sucked to hear but also I was really insulted for like you know like all my teachers like who taught me and like shaped me um and that that was really you know like stressful for me um so that that's one the thing is like in New York City it's like very diverse and like the the Asian attacks like just started like during COVID yeah. uh, because like they blamed the Chinese yeah. um but I think like a lot of the discrimination I experienced also was from from Europe, you know, uh, in Europe. So mm, in Austria, like I, I, I stayed there for like, you know, like months at a time to be with my partner because I work remotely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I would meet people at the bar and they would just, you know, kind of do like a ching chong ching or whatever. And I'm just like, what and you know it, it, it's it's funny to me but like at the same time like deep inside I'm like okay the, they're discriminating me yeah so yeah how do you react at times when you really put off your face like they say it to you like hey you are not enough and you don't belong here how did you react to that well the thing is like I like with uh the company that I interviewed for like it's basically I just had to accept it because I went to the Equal Employment Opportunity Center. Um, and like, that's like in every job posting that like, oh, we adhere to the EEOC, blah, blah, blah. So like I went there and complained. Um, and then like months later, I get like this pile of documents from that company, okay. um, from their lawyer and just saying like this, like we did not discriminate against you. And I was like, well, I don't have money to like, you know, 
um, spend for like my own lawyer. So I was just like, I'm just going to accept it. And that's it. Yes. Yeah. But how did you move forward and really find that place for you and that opportunity that you are now having? Um, I think it would be like, you know, I, I, I talked to my friends. Um, I talked to my family and they told me like, hey, like maybe you should start traveling and traveling again because we know how much you love to do that. Um, and so I did that. Um, I had an opportunity to surprise my sister in Amsterdam. Um, and yeah, like, as I said, like, as you said earlier, like my last stop was in Italy and that's where I met my partner and he, he's so good, you know, like he's so good for me. Like he grounds me, he, you know, just makes me really happy. And that's when I started to like, okay, like I, I'm confident now, like I'm fine. Um, but it did take like two and a half years until I, you know, was in a relationship again, because I simply was not ready. Um, I promised myself to, you know, like, I, I have to love myself and like really take care of myself. So I started going to the gym, started recording more covers on YouTube, um, mm -hmm. taking pictures and stuff. So yeah, that's how I picked myself up, basically. <laughs> Apart from the discrimination that you faced when you were applying for a job, is there also any other sorts of discrimination when you interact with other people there in New York? Um, I mean, you do, like, I, I do get some looks sometimes, but I mean, it's just like, you know, you can't assume that it's discrimination. It's just more like, oh, okay, they're looking at me weird. Yeah. Um, when I was at Barclays Center, like, uh, I went to a concert with my cousin. Um, you know, there was this like African American guy who was selling tickets and he just came up to me and started speaking in Chinese because, you know, like, why? Like, mocking, mockingly yeah. so. Okay. So, you know, those are like little things that happen, but I don't really pay attention to them because it's just the reality. Like, people are different. Um, I think in the workplace, there, there's definitely like, um, you know, like some discrimination in my past uh, roles. Yeah. Um, and maybe because, you know, they didn't feel, they, they felt intimidated by my presence because I'm, you know, Asian and I speak English and, you know, like I'm an, I'm an immigrant. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, it, it's very subtle, like the way that they do it. There are a lot of like subtle things that they do that, you know, to somehow defend themselves that they're not racist. Has this in a way affected your self-confidence too? Absolutely. Like when I moved here, I already thought like I had three strikes against me, you know, like I, one, I'm gay. Um, I'm an immigrant and three, like I'm Asian, well, maybe four, like I, my education is from the Philippines, you know? So yeah, like it did affect my self-confidence for sure, because you know, I'm just here trying to live my best life and provide for my family. That's yeah. it. Yeah. How did you overcome that, RJ? Because you're, you appear confident now and you are living your, shall I say, best life. You are in a very good company and you're in a very good position. For sure. I feel like I'm like at the peak of my existence right now for some <laughs> <Great>. reason. <laughs> um, I think like I, like how I over, I, how I overcame like all these challenges was to just yeah. like look at things like in a positive light um, and to always just like you know keep my focus on my goals um, and just really you know like I just had to accept it like you know sometimes you can't do it all um, sometimes it's not for you 
and there's no shame in that um or maybe it's just not the time yet you know and yeah like I tell all my friends that like all the time because you know like whatever I learn I feel like I have the need to like share it with my friends too because I care about them <laughs> that's great how did you get to where you are today? You have said, well, it might not be your time, but tell us the specific, you know, details of how you got into where you are today. I'm sure your friends and a lot of our followers would like to know why and how. Oh, how? Ah, wow. I mean, it's really just like a lot of hard work. And because I'm here in New York, like I really found myself here. And that's why like, I will never leave this place. Uh, Microsoft actually asked me like, are you willing to like move to Seattle, like where the office is? And I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a lot of like hard work and determination and like just never forgetting like why I'm actually here that really made me, you know, like who I am today. And at the same time, like just live my best life and just be happy so yeah <laughs> that's great rj i'm happy to know that what inspires you oh what inspires me you know miss cherry like i'm a very um like i i'm a people person yeah and like obviously like i like i have a small circle of friends um another thing that i learned is just like keep your circle small um so i i like i always you know, like I look up to each and every one of my friends and I love them so dearly. Um, so me being a people person, like I always, you know, like tend to get inspired just like by everything, like all their accomplishments um, and their failures, I cry with them, you know? So, because they were there for me when I was having a hard time with that abusive relationship and like all these crazy things that happened. Um, so, you know, like also my family, that's like, that's literally why also I'm here. Um, and yeah, like, especially my mom, like, I love her so dearly. I miss her so much. And yeah, like, it really, like, it, it just inspires me to, like, be this, you know, like, this person that they can all be proud of. Um, and obviously music, too. Like, like I'm always listening to music and just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're talking about music if there's one song that could best describe how you feel right now what song would that be and if you um, could sing a line or two for us that would be great. oh that's so hard Miss Cherry <laughs> um well is there a song that I really like right now yeah. wow that's I, I feel like it's like uh maybe like <laughs> like I dreamed a dream from Les Mis I love that song maybe on my own too oh <laughs> so what song would you like to sing for us I can sing I could sing like on my own oh, just a little bit just yes, like yes please very, like why did you do this to me <laughs> <laughs> um, okay on the right. spot. I know okay I'm gonna sing a little bit like maybe two lines is okay, okay. of course please Okay, all right. Um, on my own, pretending he's beside me. All alone, I walk with him till morning. Without him, I feel his arms around me. And when I close my eyes, I don't remember the lyrics. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
It's wonderful, RJ. I remember um, in the media management and entrepreneurship class, yeah. you proposed to do a company wherein you will perform and record, etc. And you aced that. And I remember oh. you loved singing. So thank you for singing oh, <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> thank you so much, Miss Cherry. Like, you don't know, like, your classes were, I would say, like, really hard for me I was just like I want to impress her because she's like so amazing and all of the teeth like all of my professors too um yeah. so yeah thank you <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of us your former professors are really really very proud of you and very happy of what you have achieved so far we know that you will soar even higher knowing that you have not limited yourself and you are really there living your dream if there are realizations that you would like to share with young people like you who would want to reach their dreams and aspirations what realizations would like you would you would like to share of course um first and foremost just like be yourself in every situation that you're in just like be like stay true to yourself um like focus on your goals like be determined like and just really like really love your passions in life um go for it and you know like move away from home like go somewhere where you're like starting out again because that's really for me at least um where i truly found myself um and just really keep going like keep going and like reach for the stars like that's what my mom used to tell me like reach for the stars and yeah I feel like I'm always like my hands like always like all the way up and <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. That, that, that's for sure like my realization and also um like don't be afraid like that's it like don't be afraid like just approach life like head on and be strong and when you are going through difficult times like it's very important to have like a, a great support system and to know that you're not alone so yeah those would be my realizations <laughs> great rj so 10 years from now mm. how do you see yourself 10 years from now wow okay so well uh 10 years from now i definitely see my name in lights at times square yeah, that's definitely that's I'm gonna make that happen, Miss Cherry. Yes. Like 100 percent like sure. it, that's gonna happen. Um, you know, like just per, like living like the performer life. Um maybe have kids. I don't know. I mean, 10 years. I, how old am I now? Okay, so like the when I'm 37 or 38, I should have kids already. Um, and yeah, just like you know traveling the world as well and just like spreading all the good vibes and just learning about different you know cultures and exploring different food and places so that's like the life that I want for sure and I'm gonna work really really hard to make that happen and absolutely <laughs> you will make that happen thank you thank you so much for sharing your story with us RJ and finally before I let you go what do you tell yourself when you sleep at night Oh, wow. Um, so I do pray a lot, right? Like I, I pray that like, you know, like we're like all my friends and family are like safe, happy and healthy. Um, but like what I tell myself, like after I pray, it's just like, okay, tomorrow's another day. Um, and you're gonna kill it. You're gonna slay. You're just gonna, you know, like you're gonna be yourself and like whatever learnings you had today, like make sure to apply them in your life. <laughs> so yeah, like that's what I tell myself. And 
I also tell myself that like, okay, like you're going to make it one day and you already did in your own right, but you still want more um, and you can do it. That's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Very well said. I agree with that. There are no limits to what you can achieve on your journey through life, except in your mind. So you are limitless. You are unstoppable. And congratulations once again. Thank you very much for joining me here on Life Expressions. And guys, thank you so much for watching. If I may say, believe in your infinite potential. Your only limitations are those you set for yourself. And if you don't set any limit like RJ does, then you can make it. And make it happen. You will. Thank I you will. so much. <laughs> you have a good one, RJ. And have a good evening there. Good morning to our viewers in the Philippines. <laughs> good morning. Yeah. If you like this episode, please do like, share, and subscribe. This is Life Expressions, and I'm Chari Hineri Elon. My guest is Robert James. Thank you.